Welcome to the Bickering Siblings Podcast, episode one. Um, my name's Cody. I'm Savannah. I'm at Portland State. She's at University of Arizona. And um, yeah, we decided to have this podcast because um, thought it was a good way to stay in touch miles away and also talk about our lives um, and also talk about things that we find important and interesting um yeah anything to say about that so yeah I mean just a good way to stay in touch for sure okay um what do you want to talk about first um what are you studying at school oh yeah that's a good question um (laughs) would you stop laughing I'm doing really well I'm studying English um communications and writing what are you studying in school? Um, I'm a first year and I'm studying psychology with a minor in Spanish. Hmm. What do you want to do with that? I'm not exactly sure, but I'm thinking counseling or social work. Yeah. So you, you would say you, you like to, uh, you, you have a deep care for people. Yeah, for sure. Well, Thanks for asking what I want to do with my life, but <laughs> I, to be honest, I didn't really care. <laughs> I want to be a, I want to be a sports writer or a coach or yeah, an actor. An actor. Just, just kidding. Mainly a sports writer or a coach. Um, How do you feel like um, your experience as a runner has helped you become a writer of sports? Um, it's just, it's helped me, um, since I'm like, so, um, involved in the sport and in athletic department, it helped, it's helped me, um, see sports like every day and see like athletes every day. And I guess it's been easier to come up with stories and like story ideas and know about like the athlete experience, um, through there. And also just, um, like made me realize I want to stay involved in athletics any way I can. That's cool. Um, do you find it easier to, do you want to write about cross country specifically, or do you want to focus in other sports? Like, do you feel comfortable writing about like football and basketball and underdog stories, or would you rather just focus on like what you have performed in like track and cross country? Um, that's a good question. Um, I feel like I feel most interested in running, uh, writing about, uh, running cause that's like what I feel most comfortable in, but, um, I'm like, I'm mainly fo- like, I'm not really a stats, like reporting stats is like cool and all, but I mainly like, I like to write about human interest stories and write about like, um, like an athlete's experience or an athlete's um, story over like reporting like a a game or like game or stuff results. Yeah. No, yeah. that definitely makes sense. Um, how has um, yeah, how's college been? It's you your senior year was during COVID and now your freshman year of college is during what is hopefully the last stages of COVID. Um, I think it's definitely been a different experience, but um, 
going into college not knowing what it's supposed to be like, I think has helped me be optimistic about it in a way of like, um, I didn't know what the normal college experience is like. So going into it, I've had what upperclassmen would say is like the weirdest experience of you wear masks everywhere, you're not in person, um, there's tons of regulations and there's not events going on like games or um, clubs. But to me, that's what college has been known to me. I don't know anything different. So I've actually enjoyed it. It was hard at first to meet friends. And I definitely think I would have liked to go to the games and clubs and seen um, what college life is like. But um, in class, doing class online has not been awful in the fact of it does make it easier to get out of bed and go right to class or a lot of my classes aren't even meeting so um that's like kind of nice just to go at my own pace but I'm definitely excited for hopefully to go back in person in the next coming fall just to kind of see a different side of college and what normal people see and um what a crowded campus looks like yeah um yeah I bet that that is interesting to hear um especially since I have gone to college for three years in a normal scenario um yeah just walking through Portland State's campus where it's everything empty especially now in the spring um like the park blocks like you visited like usually in the spring and the summer, those are filled with like blankets and people laying out in the sun. It's like pretty empty now. Um, I was just thinking the other day um, while I was at Target, like it's weird to like think that um, we think like we see people in mass and it's like normal now. And I was just like thinking about that since it's been like a year now since everything happened um, with all the COVID stuff, I was thinking like, it's weird to think like the day everything like switched and we all started wearing masks because like remember that remember that snap memory I have of, of like your tan <laughs> like yourself tan mishap. yeah like I don't think we wore masks to target that day I think that yeah no I mean we came things got shut down like so quickly but like masks weren't a thing yet of like everybody was sent home all of a sudden from college and school shut down and sports stopped. But like, I feel like for some reason it took a few days for everybody to be like, Oh, let's mask up. Or like, well, yeah. it just, since nobody knew anything, it was just so weird. Yeah. I think the mask mandates happened like a little for, farther in March. Mm-hmm. Like when I first came home, I don't think it was like a thing. Cause that's back when people just thought it was a two week thing. And then after the two week thing, I think, I remember watching like Governor Polis like having a press conference and that's when the mass happened. Um, yeah. Everyone was like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. The other question I had was, uh, are you going to get the vaccine soon? Um, I personally will be getting it, um, but not until I get back home from campus just because um since it is so late in the semester and for personal reasons I'll be waiting um just a little bit longer but I definitely think that there's more positives to getting it than negatives so I'm excited just to get herd immunity soon and to be able to continue on although I 
I think we've talked about this before of like how weird it'll be to like see people without masks on like when does that switch happen and when is it become comfortable because I personally like I don't mind the masks now in Arizona it's starting to get to the point where it's a little too hot to walk around with masks on all the time but like in the gym like I don't mind it I like I don't mind people not seeing like my whole face and so I think going back into stores and gyms and like being able to see everybody's full face is going to be really weird yeah for sure um personally I'm probably gonna try to get the vaccine soon probably this week if I can the Oregon just made it so they have like a everyone's eligible now so all you have to do is sign up online and get an appointment thing and hope you get a slot um yeah we'll see how that works so um yeah that was good um good little introduction to who we are Hopefully we can provide more introductions the more we hopefully do this, make it a thing. I guess like our next topic would be kind of like the cancel culture that's been happening the last few weeks and I guess months. Um, Savannah doesn't have a TikTok, but both these people are on TikTok and YouTube. But David Dobrik and James Charles um, both have been canceled for various reasons. David Dobrik was canceled for basically like moving in on a uh, woman who was at one of his parties with his vlog squad. And I think he tried to put like a roofie in her drink and oh, some, some bad stuff. And he's came out and like apologized, like I think once or twice. Um, but yeah, people are trying to cancel him. And then James Charles has been accused of messaging young boys on Instagram, like inappropriate stuff. So yeah, I guess we can get into that. Yeah, I think it's um, just adding on that. I think it's interesting to see like how our generation thinks that cancel culture is this new thing um, when it's really not like how deep it goes back. Like, like the Dixie Chicks, I don't know if they're like well known, but even just like when the Bush administration, like it's just the chicks now. I know, but still, like, when they were canceled, um, I guess the chicks, they were canceled for disagreeing with Bush uh, way back, like, um, in the 90s. So, I like, cancel culture is be- has become brand new in a way, but um, through, like, social media of how fast, like, people spread the word um, and get all riled up in it. But that cancel culture is like really not this as new as we think it is. And I think it's become more popular with with politics and social media. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it, I don't think canceling is like a new thing. I think you're right. Like social media has like kind of catapulted it um, and like spurred it on a lot faster than it used to be. Like people tried to cancel a little Nas X like last week. I don't know if you saw mm-hmm. that, but like, I he didn't get canceled because there's like enough people on each side. But like, when people like David Dobrik and James Charles do something that's like as heinous as, as that, um, kind of like hard not to get canceled. But I don't know if David Dobrik. <laughs> wow, <laughs> a little girl. Tracked really bad. 
Um, I don't think Dobrik will. It's hard to tell if he'll come back from it. Like, I don't think he should be able to come back from it if, like, everything turns out to be true. But, um, like, I listened to a podcast with um, Dave Portnoy from Barstool, and he was, like, saying – he, like, he predicted this, like, a few months ago. Uh, he was saying, like, David Dobrik is too clean, like, too nice of a guy and too, like, perfect to not have something, like, dark. And then, like, a few months later, this, like, happened, and – now he's like saying like yeah I predicted it like I predicted this happening like people that come off like that clean and like that perfect like David Dobrik did like being this guy who just gives away Teslas all the time like there's usually something deeper mm-hmm. behind. I don't know I think I think it's a really tough subject and I go back and forth on it just because I like by no means think tolerate with like oppressive behavior or heinous behavior um derogatory like I'm very much against it but I do think that cancel culture in a way has become too much in a way of it does ruin lives for like one mistake granted like but David Dobrik and James Charles like those are really big mistakes that I think like you need to be punished but there's like multiple sides of the argument that I think are both very valid and they're very subjective of is this a way of activism, which I think we saw a lot with like the Black Lives Matter movement and like the Confederate um, statues and stuff being taken down and the the cancellation of that and cancellation of um, actors and like um, TV hosts like Jimmy Fallon using blackface way back when, like we see past mistakes catching up to people, which I think can be seen as activism, but it can also be seen as like um, a breach on the First Amendment right of art. Do they have that freedom of being able to speak in that manner, which I do not, I once again do not tolerate oppressive or discriminatory speech or behavior, but um, I think it's just interesting how far back are we going to hold mistakes and I don't know if there's really a right answer to that. Yeah. Yeah, I think you make a lot of good points. Um, I think that's like one of the bad parts about being in the public eye is like you can't come back from it. Like the stuff David Dobrik and James Charles are doing, like a normal person that's not in the public eye can do that and they can come back from it. But like David Dobrik and like you might lose your job if you – yeah, maybe. Like, if you do what David Dobrik does, you might lose your job if, the, like, your employer finds out, but maybe not. And, like, you would still have a career. But, like, David Dobrik is, like, honestly facing, like, his whole livelihood. Like, he's always he's already lost, like, a ton of his um, corporate sponsors and, like, partnerships. Like, Chipotle dropped him and other people have dropped him. So, like, that would just suck. And like, I think a lot of the stars um, and, like, TikTok stars, YouTube stars, like, that's part of like being part of that business is knowing that like at any time it could be over, which is just, I guess, part of the game. Yeah. I think we also see that with like Harvey Weinstein, like in a way I think cancer culture is working towards that activism, but, and like you said, they do lose a lot of their livelihood, but in a way it's not doing enough. Like Harvey Weinstein's still rich. He's still, he's still doing well enough. So was he punished enough for being a sexual offender? And 
I personally think I like what companies like um, Disney Plus is doing of starting like a a democratic like environment to to speak about what is wrong with with um, oppressive behavior rather than punishing with cancel culture and having things go out of hand with um, ruining like their lives and their jobs and sponsorships in cases of big celebrities but more of using it as a chance to like educate the public on why this is wrong. Um, and you can kind of go into detail about what Disney Plus is doing. Oh, um, you just mean about like them like shadow banning? Yeah, or more, they have little warnings at the top of movies yeah. um, I mean, that say like, um, this is not like. Yeah, it shows like oppress- oppressive or. Yeah, yeah um, they say outdated cultural depiction um, <laughs> in movies such as like Dumbo and uh, Peter Pan. I'm just like, I think if we open it up more for learning from our mistakes and we use like this uh, platform such as TikTok and Instagram to be more educating on why this is not okay rather than being canceling somebody for it. Because I do believe in some cases that like, you can correct your mistake, but I don't know if James Charles and David Dobrik are, are an exception of that. Yeah, see, like, I think that's really smart, like, of Disney+. Plus. Um, it's like, the Dr. Seuss thing, too, like, Dr. Seuss has been, like, a lot of his books has been pulled um, because of his racial depictions, and I, I think, like, those books are, I don't think those books should be pulled, necessarily, because, because I think if, if they did the same thing about like kind of like learning from it and like putting like a warning on top of the book or on the first page of the book, it would like help to show like, yeah, this is wrong. But like, I mean, it's still like a good piece of work. Um, yeah. In fact, I think it'd be a great educational moment. Like those are children's books. And if they're brought in the classroom to teach about being more culturally, culturally aware, if teachers would be like, this is a stigmatized depiction and this is why it's wrong. Yeah. So they can definitely be used as, as moments to teach rather than taking them off the, the shelves. And the same thing is seen with um, the book, um, Little House on the Prairie has even been taken off shelves. Oh, really? I haven't heard mm-hmm. about that one. Why? Um for the Indians in it, I think. Yeah, probably. Uh, Yeah, I feel like cancel culture is like something we'll probably still hear a lot of in the coming years. Uh, I won't go away. And I I think, like you said, it's like a good thing. I think it's, I think it's, people are becoming, as a a society, we're becoming more self-aware of like what image we want to portray to the rest of humanity and that's like something that takes time and there's gonna be people that are against it but um like I think it honestly I think cancel culture can go a little bit too far and a little bit too rash and over the top but I think at the end of the day it's they have the good ideals of humanity at um in their hearts and they want to like breed a new a new society that's like not racist and not not like discriminatory yeah yeah 
I definitely think, it, especially in the Black Lives Matter movement, it has been um, pivotal in it. In a way, I did read like a um, interview about um, the Black Lives Matter movement of the fact that cancel culture allowed for oppressive and racist acts to be spread massively through social media, social media, which then caught like uh, the news um, eyes. And so then it's, it's then put onto um, the news and it, then it's being spread and like more people are hearing about how there's racism. And so I think in that way, cancel culture has helped in a, a powerful movement. Yeah, I feel like that was a good talk on cancel culture. On to a little bit of a lighter note, um, since that was wasn't dark, but it was kind of deep. Deep, yeah. Um, I guess we can talk about what we're currently watching or reading or enjoying. I guess. I think you should know that I don't read very often. <laughs> um, personally, I just don't enjoy it as much. Um, Cody is an avid reader. <laughs> yeah. Um. But I'm more living in Arizona. I will read if I'm tanning, and that's about it. Um, but I find it kind of boring. Which Cody actually shared a TikTok with me about why um, reading is is possibly boring for me. Um, yeah, I guess we can get into that now. Basically, the t- <laughs> basically the TikTok was it was basically saying that. Um, some people aren't or don't have the ability to like when someone tells you a story um, like say they, they're telling about how they were on this field trip and they went to eat this like big red juicy apple and like they gave all these details like the <laughs> that, that was a bad example but the person could like see it in their head and for me like when someone tells me a story, I can see what they're saying in their head, like a movie, like it's playing in my head. Like a see, movie. I, I don't, I don't see that at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like Savannah doesn't, and I do. And like the same thing with reading, like when I read a fiction book and even like a nonfiction book, and then someone's saying something about, or like describing something like the yellow house with the, the rickety door and the, the yellow barn cat I can see like a a prairie house yellow with like a a door that's slightly ajar and it's like hanging off the hinges with like a yellow like farm cat so you're saying you could actually you can actually see it because I could like imagine about like it's not when I'm like reading I could probably be like after I'm done reading I'm like hmm what did what did that look like as I'm reading, it's in my head. See, I, yeah, I don't read like that. Here. Like, can you, so when you, um, you read a book, can you see the characters? Yeah, I can see the characters. Can you? No. <laughs> That's why I never got, like, you know, when Harry Potter came out and, and people were like, oh, that's not what I imagined Harry Potter looked like. I, I. I could see that be like, oh, yeah, I expected him to look a little different. But do you actually see see the characters moving in it? 
like moving in the scene. I don't see them moving, but I can see like the scene they're in. So like, watch. This is a book I'm reading. It's called Nickel Boys. It's by Colson Whitehead. For anyone wondering, this is a random sentence on page sixty-five. Elwood went into the first floor bathroom to urinate, and the taller boys had Corey up against the cracked tile wall. I, I read that sentence. I see a bathroom, like a school bathroom, on, and then the urinals, and then taller boys, and then a cracked tile wall, and then one of the boys holding them up against the wall. That's interesting. I, I don't know how to explain it. Of like, I don't, I don't see that, but I can... I can imagine it in a way. I can't actually see it. So when you read, all right, maybe this is a better question. So say we'll go back to the Harry Potter. Wait, did you ever read Harry Potter? I read the first one. I'm not an avid reader. You read Harry Potter. (laughs) And you they can you see their faces? No. See, I can I can see made up faces, but the faces I'm seeing, I probably have seen before somewhere. Like they're not like. yeah. They're not like a completely made up face. Like they're probably from like a movie or something. Hmm. So like yeah, if they're no. describing some like white little boy, I'm probably like re- I'm probably probably like uh remembering like some boy I've seen like in a movie that matches what I think his description would look like. Okay, that makes sense. How about like when you read like a a news article, can you see see the the accident occurring, let's say? and you haven't seen it on TV or anything, could you imagine it? Well, if they, des- if they describe it, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't read like that. Like if it says like a semi, like on I-25, a semi was barreling down near Johnson, uh, Johnson's corner and it hit a, it hit a truck. And I you, would, you would see that? Yeah, I can see it right now. That seems like a superpower to me personally. I I couldn't. I just would know like, oh, that that happened. I wouldn't see it. Yeah, I feel, yeah. It's it's. I'm really. Hard to... I'm curious. Being a psychology major, what what's different in the brain that would I think create that? What it comes down to is the way we think. Like my whole life, I since you used to dance, I used to think you were the creative thinker. That's what I would think. I would think I'd, they, I'd be able to imagine it. But now thinking they, back on it, when we were we were dancing, my dance teacher would say before we go on stage, watch yourself do the dance. That was the hardest exercise for me to do because she we'd close our eyes and we'd have to imagine the dance and us doing it. And I could never do it. I In fact, I would spend the, the three minutes almost falling asleep because I couldn't see anything. <laughs> so like maybe you weren't creative thinking as you thought but okay this is like a good point of the podcast because it kind of goes into like what we were like growing up but like so yeah you used to dance and like besides me being I guess somewhat athletic and playing sports I didn't really are are you saying I'm not athletic no you are athletic but like (laughs) I played more sports than you okay I did all right moving on we could that's a that's a bickering place for us but did I not play more sports than you I played t-ball yeah but I played like every sport you could play okay did did you sing I sang (laughs) yeah I was getting that's not all right so anyways like you you sang and you danced and you did plays 
So those mm-hmm. are all creative thinking stuff. And then yeah. I did like sports, which is sports. It doesn't, it's not really creative or anything else. Um, but then in high school, I thought I was going to become an athletic trainer. I thought I had like a science brain. Mm-hmm. Then I went to college and failed chemistry. I mean, I think we both thought we had science brains. Yeah. But, but, but yeah. But then, and senior year of high school, I did horrible in AP Calc. But yeah, and then changed my major. This seems like a English really de- this is a really depressing story for you. Let's let's move it on. <laughs> <laughs> Change, changes the English major, and now, um, yeah, basically all I do now is creatively think. But getting back to the point is, like, maybe you didn't think you were as creative minded as you are because, like, you're pretty good at like, you're actually really good at math and. Like, I think, I think you, I think you think like dad thinks, who's very math minded. Yeah. And I'm just curious where that switch was. Cause I'd say like when you were little and you played sports, that's very rule oriented and you were very rule oriented when you played. So, and I, I don't put rule oriented and creative together. So I'm like, where did, where did your brain sh- like shift and make a switch to be less rule oriented and more um creative yeah i don't know you're also good at drawing which is creative i can't draw to save my life i think it just shows how like vast and like complex the brain is yeah and then i I also think i also think there was a there was a major maybe the shift occurred when i became homeschooled (laughs) (laughs) maybe (laughs) well because if you think about it if you think about it like up to that point I was like like you said role oriented oriented and then when I became homeschooled mom like obviously like influenced my schooling and your schooling but like knowing mom like we read I feel like we did reading and spelling more than any other subject yeah no that's definitely true yeah. And I, I've always been science-brained in a way, but I just got lazy in college and didn't want to take a chem. Well, you were science-brained from the day you from, stepped foot into elementary school. Exactly. That's why I'm not surprised. I'm I'm fascinated by the brain. Yeah, but with you, I, with you, I don't get it. Because I don't feel like you really enjoyed writing when you were younger. Mm, well, no, but... I used to write plays. I used to come up with stories. I mean, yeah, I guess so, but like it just that I didn't write it down. It's the thing I used to come up with like elaborate scenarios. stories, yeah. And like kind of goes back to just like stories in my head. Like I had all these like games in my head and all these like scenarios in my head that I play out by myself in the backyard. Yeah, weird child, but yeah. Yeah, we'll get into that like another that's, time about me playing and interesting back, was, backyard yeah. by myself. Um, but yeah, the TikTok is interesting. Check it out. Uh, I don't know, really know who posted it, but hopefully you can find yeah. it. Search it up. Yeah. Um, back to what we originally started talking until Savannah like derailed us onto a different topic that we we're gonna talk about later. My bad. What are we watching? Savannah not reading and listening to I guess too 
Right now, I, I'm very much switched between shows. I'm definitely a binge watcher, but I'm watching um, You Got Me set on Friday Night Lights. I actually really like watching sport TV shows. I just finished One Tree Hill, which is extremely long, but very good. And it's around basketball and Friday Night Lights is more about football and both I really like. They're both set in high school. Um, they're both very dramatic, like high school is not at all like the way they depict it, but um, sometimes I think it's fun to to act like maybe it was, but it's definitely not. Maybe that's it. that was just our high school. I don't think any high school is as, as dramatic as they make it, but um, it's definitely interesting. It's, it's cool to watch um, set in Texas and just to see like how do you know what the time period it is or like it's when it it's the same year it aired so it started airing in 2006 and stopped airing in 2011. Okay so it's very it's very southern small town and you see how how religion because they're very christian based for the most part. Yeah Um, that becomes more of a thing in uh season two. Yeah I'm not there yet. But I'm also watching, um, I'll kind of like jump between shows, but I'm watching um, This Is Us. I just started watching Organized Crime, which is like the sector off of Special Victims Unit, like Law and Order. Um, it's all right. A lot of shows to watch at once. I can only watch one at a time for the most part. Yeah, I'm just watching Friday Night Lights. I'm almost done. Like, got a season and a half on season four or five. Yeah, I've really liked it. Um, I will say, after the second season, things start to not get as interesting, I think. But season four has been pretty good, I would say. Still full of twists and turns. Yeah, I was just telling Savannah that season two is by far my favorite. I'd probably watch it again. A lot happens, a lot of crazy stuff. What what's, what episode are you on now? Season one still? I'm end of season one. So Julie and Matt are together? Yeah. <laughs> Thought I just dropped something that didn't happen yet. Yeah, they are. Who are your... I asked you this over text um, a few weeks ago. Who are your favorite characters? Um, I like Matt um, just because... He's so naive and like, he's still, I feel like at least in season one, he's still true to himself, um, even through like football, which everybody knows like the the stereotypical football player, but he stays true to himself. I really like Julie. I didn't really like any of the girls at first. And even Tyra is like growing on me a little bit, but um, probably in Riggins. Oh, Tim. Yeah. Me um, Yeah. Definitely, it takes a, it takes a little bit for the characters to develop. Yeah. I remember I remember asking you about Tim, and you said, you said something like, no, I don't like Tim, the guy who drinks all the time. And I was like, yeah. And I think I said, like, yeah, you'll like him eventually. Yeah, he continues to, yeah, he continues to be one of my favorites, him and basically everyone you named. I like Jason, yeah. too. Yeah, Jason's good. Not a huge fan of Lila. 
Yeah. She's just no, kind I of don't. annoying. Yeah, Lila can get annoying. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see as you continue to watch because, like, I obviously, I obviously know what happens to all those characters or what's happening. So it'll be interesting to see what you think about some big events that happen to some of those characters. Have you been listening to any new music? Yeah, I feel like there's been, there was like kind of a lull in music for a little bit there, but now I feel like things are, um, things are like picking up again. I've been obsessed with, I don't know if you, you hate this band, I know you do, but AJR released a new album that's really good. Um, OK Orchestra, um, which is really good. It's kind of like the subject matter is pretty sad, but it's like upbeat. Um, so yeah, I like that. And then I've listened, I've been listening to the new 21 Pilot song called Shy Away. That one's also good. Um, Dua Lipa as well has been really good. And uh, like levitating and all her stuff. And then Lord Huron, which is like, is like the the artist who sings um that song from 13 Reasons Why. Yeah. Yeah. Her, his album, Strange Trails, I've been like listening to that. It's like hmm. kind of nice, like study music. And then most recently, um, the new Call Me By Your Name by Little Nas X is pretty good. Oh, I don't listen to a lot of Will Nas X, but I don't know. I still feel like I'm in a lull with music. I feel like I'm like running out of good stuff. I've been really on like recently like indie. I've been really into just like because of studying, but actually somebody I'm really into like for the last like. Indie what though? Indie alternative. Like who, though? Like the Lumineers kind of vibe. Oh, yeah. Um, even like Lord Huron. Um, but like absolutely in love with her. Like the um, like H period E period R, like her. Her, yeah. Yeah, I just want to make it clear. Um, <laughs> but like super obsessed with her um I like will listen to just her um throughout the day but I just think her music like has a good beat and like a lot of her music has like messages behind it yeah I've never really gone into um her but um is it is it pretty chill I mean, I, she she has like some some chill music. Some of it's more upbeat. Um, she has a lot of like activist music. Like she was just in her soundtrack was in a movie. Um, I think it's it's um, shoot. I'm trying to remember the name of it. Um, Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, uh, yeah. And then she did one like um, Can't Breathe for like the BLM. Um, 
with George Floyd. Like, I just feel like she has a lot of variety in her music and it, some of it's more like relatable in the fact of like girls and like growing up. And then some of it's more like targeted towards like black activism. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, that was weird. Um, we kind of got disconnected there for a second, but, um, yeah, you're talking about her. Yeah. You were also obsessed with, um, Justin Bieber's new album. Yeah. I mean, I think it had some highs and lows for sure. I didn't really like his new EP that he came out with. Yeah. The gospel. Um, Yeah. I mean, I'm all for like, it was very similar, like Kanye bringing like faith and Christianity and obviously like uh you follow uh Justin Bieber on Instagram right no No? well he's very he's very big on his faith he posts a lot about it so I I absolutely support like putting that in your artistry but it wasn't my favorite of his music um but I think he included like some lower like up-and-coming artists in it that aren't as well known which I totally respect like how cool is that that like they're getting their name out through Justin Bieber um but his his album is uh like the actual album is pretty good like Peaches um it's a good bop Peaches is good um I like like some of the ones that came out early on like Hold On and um Holy Lonely's pretty good um, the one with Khalid. Khalid, the one with Khalid is good. Yeah, I really like that one. Peaches is like a big trick uh, TikTok trend right now. Yeah, I wouldn't know, but um, personally, I think it'd be cool to see. Like, I want to see him do collabs with more artists. Like, um, like he did one with Billy for a while back, but. Um, I think like I don't know, I think him in the weekend could do something cool. Um, trying to think like a female artist. Uh, him in the weekend would be slightly weird though. I don't know. I just I just want to see him collab with some other people. They both dated Selena. Okay, yeah. I honestly as weird as that would be of Selena and Justin Bieber collabing him, I kinda I would dig it. Yeah, I don't think that's ever going to happen. What are some other female artists? Dulipa. No. Um, like Miley Cyrus or Noah Cyrus. Yeah. Could be a cool collab. Yeah. Miley Cyrus is kind of not in pop anymore, though. Yeah, it's true. She's going more into to the rock. Yeah. Um, sorry, there's something on my wall, and I was like, what is that? Mm-hmm. Don't know what it is. But yeah, I, I just think he has, he has natural talent, and like, he's, he's done a lot of different things, like, we hear him in a lot of different, um, not genres, I would say, but like, that album has a lot of different sound to it. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's definitely not in one specific genre or style. He kind of mm-hmm. likes to mix around, um, which is cool. Yeah, hopefully he can continue to find ways to be relevant. Um, I think that's like the biggest thing as an artist. 
Uh, like I'm a big I'm a big Kanye fan. Not necessarily his behavior choices, but I think as an artist, he's like pretty big, and he's very good at finding ways to stay relevant and stay on the tip of people's tongues by doing. I think that's part of him, part of him being outrageous and being off like crazy is like part of his brand in order to stay relevant. See, but is that good relevant? Like, I personally am not a Kanye fan. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really like Kanye, but like Taylor Swift, she's been a relevant name for forever. And with her like re-release of her music, like she's extremely relevant. That yeah. would be a that would be a good collab. Yeah, I mean that could be good. Some T Swift and Justin Bieber. But one of the reasons Taylor Swift is so relevant is because she had all these like weird, like vague breakups. see but like from a girl's perspective like that's that's what's selling you know yeah yeah like you even see that with like olivia rodrigo like with um driver's license and deja vu now Mm -hmm, exactly yeah speaking of female artists i guess we talked about this before we started recording but addison ray um released a song and we listened to it before so we don't get copyright infringement yeah it sounds a lot like selena gomez like i played it for you and you thought it sounded like selena gomez and um i guess that just proves uh that it's auto-tuned dave portnoy was saying that like what if it was selena gomez but it's probably not it's just probably auto-tuned yeah i don't know i think it shows like auto-tune but also like copying of artistry like she knows like selena gomez sells yeah, so if she can if she style. can create like a, a song that sounds like selena then she can sell it but like honestly selena sounds totally different now because she's going down like the spanish route yeah i haven't even really listened to that album at all it's it's pretty good um i think it was a smart move like if you can make your your music multicultural and like global like you're not you're not going to hurt yourself in any way like you can only up your your popularity yeah to a point I mean if you're already established I feel like it helps but like (laughs) this is kind of weird to bring up but Drake Bell (sighs) Drake Bell um (laughs) Drake Bell like he he is a whole like fan base mainly is like in Mexico and Brazil um but like I doubt he has many major fans in the U.S. like few like other other than you yeah I just follow him just for the memes and the laugh at him on his lives Mm -hmm. but yeah I think having a multicultural um fan base helps even like for like BTS like I'm not a huge like BTS fan but like that's a multicultural global yeah music band yeah it also helps that they know how to speak spanish or the language that you're mm-hmm, trying for to sure. portray to which selena does also selena's like selena gomez obsessed with like the the original selena just selena 
what's her name? Selena. Selena, yeah. Yeah. I think they were born in the same town. I don't know, but yeah. Um, but yeah, that's basically all we had to talk about for the first episode. Um, I feel like that went pretty smooth besides the little interruption, whatever that was, freeze of my computer. Yeah, hopefully we can do this more often. Um, thanks for tuning in, hopefully to the first episode. Um, yeah, leave a review. Um, this will be on Apple Podcasts soon. <laughs> leave a review helps to grow the show organically um subscribe and like share this isn't youtube oh well like review share it send it to your to your parents and and your siblings and your friends send it to your mama and your grandmom everyone you know yeah soon we'll we'll just take over the world for sure, for the sure. Jones clan. Mm. Yep. Well, it's been fun and we'll talk to you later. It's been real.